Linda feels the effects of the Vietnam War in a small town. Joanna Kramer leaves her husband and child. Anna has an affair, on screen and off, with her co-star. Zofia Zawistowski hides her trauma in a tempestuous relationship. Karen Silkwood attempts to blow the whistle on safety issues at her plant. Karen Blixen buys a farm in Kenya. And Helen Archer lives on the streets of Albany. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Meryl Streep, part one. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Have your Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The winner is Maggie Smith. Meryl Streep. The winner is Katherine Hepburn. Marvelous Meryl Streep. The winner is Shirley MacLaine. Geraldine Page. Winner is Cher. Yes. That's so dramatic. Come through, Meryl. Good Lord. Uh, before we get into Meryl Streep, before I forget, yeah. I just want to say, have you been watching Fosse Verdon? Oh, I, we're, I'm two episodes behind because my wife is out of town. And I told her I would wait until she got back for us to complete the show. Oh, that's nice. Michelle Williams is everything. Yeah. I'm very into her. Yeah. I've always liked her, but now I'm like... We're talking about white Michelle Williams, although I also like black Michelle Williams. Yeah, no, we're talking, yeah, black Michelle Williams would have been a weird choice for Gordon. For Gordon. Gordon. Uh, I think she is fucking so good. Yeah. And I like Sam Rockwell, but I Listen, mean. Listen, no, no shots to um, the last time we did this on the podcast with our girl going close. I think Michelle Williams is maybe our best actress who doesn't have an Academy Award. I completely <laughs> agree. Yeah. I think. I completely... First of all, yes, shots fired. Sorry, Glenn. Sorry, Glenn. We love you, Glenn. We want you to have an award, too. Amy Adams, my girl, I want you to have an Academy Award. I think Michelle Williams is the best. Here's another thing I want to say that really ties in, because we're talking about actresses in the day, and Meryl Streep counts, uh, and I want to say this up top. I want to say this, too. I'm coming in real hot. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I know we talked about Glenn Close, but... yeah. Everything, even the movies that I didn't like, yeah. even the movies that I was like, ooh, she's really going for it in this. Right. It's so effortless comparatively to Glenn Close. I really like Glenn Close, right. but I see the seams a bit more. I was like, even in the early years, I didn't see the seams. And I was like, listen, my all-time favorite actress is Miss Kate Winslet. Yeah. Do I like Meryl Streep more than Kate Winslet? I might. Oof. Watch out, Kate. Um, I think part of it is, in comparing the two, and obviously we'll get into specific roles. I mean, guys, this is going to be a three-parter that we're going to do over the, we next, are going, over the course of the next few months. I am so delighted to spend all this time with Meryl Streep. The other thing, too, that's very fun is, like, I've gone down, like, wormholes on YouTube of, like, her, you know, like, lists of, like, the ten times Meryl Streep was the craziest in real life. And, like, she seems like a delight. Yeah. Um, I think the big difference between the two of them, and you kind of can see it just in how their careers have played out a little bit also, um, is Meryl Streep, you know, went to Yale Drama, and then she did a little theater, and then she basically went to the film and never really came back to theater. Like, she did Mother Courage in the park, yeah, um, and she's done dribs and drabs here and there, but for the most part... She has not done theater very much, whereas Glenn Close has kind of consistently gone back between the two. And I feel you can see in their acting styles. Meryl Streep is very much... I don't want to say stage is not naturalistic, because it can be, but Glenn Close is just a bigger performer. Yes. Like, you can see the staginess in her performances. Yes. And Meryl, although she can definitely crank it up, Mary Ooh. Poppins returns. Yeah, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I cannot um, wait to talk about Mary Poppins. Actually, let's talk about it right now. She's crazy in that. Yeah, but you're right. And that maybe that's what I mean by see the seams, is yeah. everything for... Glenn Close, even the good stuff was is just a little pushed. It's yeah. very Sally. It's in that vein of Sally Field, who right. like, even the Sally Field stuff that I like, I'm like, ooh, Sally Field, going yeah. for it. But Meryl Streep is like consummately like I buy it. Yeah, like at, I bought her in Mary Fucking Poppins Returns, right? Which was bonkers. Yeah, like I bought that too. 
and I and I don't think it's the goodwill that she's. I mean, part of it, I guess, is the goodwill that she's built up over the years. But I also just am like, man, you're just good, huh? I'm worried about my, our girl, Miss Michelle. Right. Because at the Emmys, it's going to be I don't know what category. It's a stacked. It's going to be a stacked category. It's going to be tough. Yeah, because it's going to be a mini series, probably. Yeah. Um, so as is. Big little, will Big Little Eyes count as a... Yeah. Well, Big Little Eyes uh, won't be there this year because I think the cutoff uh, is before it starts airing. I think okay. the cutoff's the end of the month. All right, then... Okay. Um, but she is going to be going against, like, Patricia Arquette and a couple of different things. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think, um, Amy Adams and... Was that the Amy's last objects? year? I think that was this... I, okay. I don't know. I can't keep track. I can't keep track either. I'm um, more... I just want... I there's just, not a there's good... There's a lot of The cutoff's stuff. not as easy as it is with the Oscars where no. it's like, end of the year, it's over, bye. Yeah. I don't think um, that. So basically what we're going to do over three parts because our girl Meryl, 21 Oscar nominations. 21, which is coincidentally how old I am. Yes. It's, it's so strange. <laughs> Megan had her first drink last night. Um, she handled it pretty well. Yeah. I feel great today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So we're going to do uh, three parts, seven each, but we're going to split it up with our regular shows uh, with doing some more years from the 70s in between. Um, so we're, gonna, we're starting at the beginning with Meryl. So we're doing our first seven nominations. Um, and, other, and, I, and other movies. And we can we talk, about, talk some, about other movies. We'll talk about some other movies. I didn't, re- I didn't uh, revisit any other movies from this first period because, honestly, she got nominated for most of the stuff she did. She did. So she, seven nominations in 10 years. Her first nominations in 1978, and we'll jump into that in a second. And we're going through 1987 here. What's sort of interesting about her career Oscar-wise, if you look at it, is in the last 10 years, she's been nominated like six or seven times. And in her first 10 years, it was six or seven times. And then that 20 years in between, because this is 40 years, she was nominated seven times. So there is sort of this... Uh, interesting period of time where it was like she was this amazing like up-and-coming actress that they wanted to nominate for everything she did yeah and now she's this venerable veteran that a lot of people consider maybe the greatest actor male or female of all time so they'll just so now she gets nominated for everything and then there was an in-between period where they were like where is this gonna shake out like glenn close wise how's this gonna shake out the other thing i think that's really interesting about this period um, is that a lot of these movies that she was nominated for were also either nominated for Best Picture or were in The Hunt mm-hmm. and seems like they were just outside of Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Whereas particularly in that middle era, if you look at it, it, a lot of it is just like good Meryl Streep performances in movies that otherwise were not... Were not remarkable. Yeah. Sorry, um, my dog is being... Figure out where you want to go here, Scout. Scout's super into our recording device today. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Sit. Nope, no response. Can you sit? Sit. That's a good girl. Oh, good for the, girl. For those of you listening at home, Scout sat. Well, she laid down. Yeah, she did. Right at my feet. She loves, she's gotten, she's, sorry, this is a sidebar, but she's really, uh, even Maddie will say, she's kind of recently chosen me as the favorite. Oh, wow. She'll sleep by my side of the bed. She follows me wherever I go. And now she's leaving. She's like, don't, don't right. pigeonhole right. That's me. That's what happened. Don't type me. <laughs> don't tell me who I am. She's um, an independent woman. So I think for uh, our uh, going through this, I think we really should compare Meryl against the people she lost to when she didn't win the Oscar and not so much worry about. The ones that she did win? Well, no. We'll talk about the ones she won also. But uh, in the years that she lost, not super compare her to the other women in the category. Okay. All the other women, just because, unless it's a movie that we've already watched for the podcast. So, okay. for instance, when we talk about Af- Out of Africa, one of the other people that she was nominated against, Whoopi Goldberg, we watched The Color Purple. So We can uh, chat about that. Yeah. Okay. But I think there's some, particularly some of the years that Craig, this we is, didn't see. You this sent time. me an email, but I will say this is all very... Uh, very confusing. And so I'm going to count on you to kind of like drive where we're going yeah, here. Because go. I just watched a bunch of shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jermaine. So her first nomination is for her like second, third movie, Manhattan. I guess she did Manhattan already and she had done Julia. Both of those came out in 1977, both right. small roles. Very tiny. Um, so her first movie, and I Ugh, think we remember should. Remember Julia? That was a shit Oof, movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think with The Deer Hunter, we specifically should talk a lot about Meryl 
and not too much about the movie because within the next couple months we'll talk more about the movie when we. And do I'm really excited because I, that, this was, by the way, I watched this all in full because I knew we were going to talk about this soon, and I had never seen it from front to back. It's super good. She, I mean, I assume this was supporting. Yes. So Meryl, 21 nominations, 17 leads, and four supporting. Wow. Uh, the first two are both supporting nominations, one that she won for, and then she has a couple supporting nominations later, later on. on. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so my take on this is she's great as always. There's not, I think a lot of times when you're supporting, and this is, I mean, I this isn't like you have to have this, but I, right. I think you kind of rely on like there's that one great great scene or that yeah. one moment that is like really like transcendental or whatever. Uh-huh. And I, as much as I loved her in this and I thought she was very, again, so real and yeah. so what like your eyes go to her every right. single time, especially during the wedding sequence mm-hmm. and they're dancing and obviously uh, Robert De Niro's in love with her and they're telegraphing that. But like you can like also your eyes go to her. I didn't have that. And you gave me California sweet to watch. Right. And Maggie Smith, who won, who won this year, yes, has many a many an uh, an, an opportunity to show that, yes. including a part where she yells at <laughs> Michael Caine, "Ooh, I saw your privates," which I was like, "Winner, winner, chicken dinner." <laughs> um, yeah, it is interesting watching this movie now. One of the things I wrote down is it's it's interesting watching Meryl Streep on scene where she's when she's not on camera, when she is on camera, she's not supposed to be the center of attention. Yeah. Because I feel like even in something like Mary Poppins Returns, where (laughs) she's like a tertiary character in one scene, like that scene, it's all about Meryl. Whenever Meryl's on, like, you're completely ignoring Mary Poppins because Meryl's on screen. Meryl Streep's on screen, yeah. Um, So that's really interesting to me. I thought she was, the first time we see her with her dad, I thought it was actually maybe a little over the top. But you can tell she's going to be a star in those wedding scenes. Yes. When she's at the bar with Robert De Niro in this movie. Yes. And she's sort of like looking the other way and they're yeah. still kind of having a conversation. You're like, yeah. oh, these two are huge movie stars and this is why. And they don't even know it yet, yeah. I think, in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes. And she, yeah, she very, she plays that thing of like, it's very, uh, when she's at the bar, it's that girl that's like awesome and sort of knows that she is, but is like dimming her light yeah. because like she has a boyfriend or whatever. Like that's, I feel so indicative of like her entire being Yeah, is she seems like that person that's like even in stuff. Yeah. She can't, she can't hide it. It yeah. just is, it just And comes I think out. she does elevate her role. I think, uh, but my yeah. big kind of takeaway was similar to yours in that this role is not enough to win even Meryl Streep. No. An Academy Award, there's just not enough there. It's not enough. It seems, what we know of Meryl Streep now, the role honestly seems beneath her. Yes. Um, it's because it's like her like second, yeah. you know. And it's cool to have been in, and again, awesome, so cool that she was in The Deer Hunter. Right. But yeah, you're right. There's, this is not, uh, yeah, it's not, there's not, there's no there, there's not enough to to especially to overpower and listen as a comedic actress I always will and we'll talk about this later in, yeah. in uh, later years but like I will always kind of root for the comedic performance yeah. because I A I think those are underrecognized yeah. and B in a, in many ways for many people it's harder not yeah. for me right. for me they're like very easy sure yeah I could just do you're that. very funny hilarious people All... always want to cast you in things <laughs> It was amazing we were able to get Megan for the I know. I, She's so in demand. I got to jet off to um, Bulgaria after this, actually. Um, so we'll kind of do this with each year now, just because right? I wrote it all down. So the nominees in 78, along with Merrill, were uh, Maureen Stapleton for Interiors. I have not seen it. Penelope Milford for Coming Home. Um, Diane Cannon for Heaven Can Wait, and then Maggie Smith won for California Suite. So California Suite is a... Not great movie. Not a great movie. It's based on a Neil Simon play. It's basically about four different stories all happening within the Beverly Hills Hotel. I never like movies like that, by the way. Can I just say that? Yeah, it seems like... Four unique stories. I think in in the play, I think it's cast with like eight people total, so everyone plays multiple roles, and then... Maybe it's funny. The Michael Caine, Maggie Smith stuff is by far the best stuff easily, in this movie. Easily, 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 easily. Um, the, 
So Richard Pryor right. stuff starts out pretty funny, and then you realize Bill Cosby is the other yeah. actor. And it's uh, not ideal. Um, Do you think that the mic is picking up Scout I'm destroying this toy? Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe it is. Hey, 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 hey. Let's maybe, let's chill, okay? Cool, 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 cool. Guys, our special guest today is Scout, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why she needs so much attention all of a sudden. It's very... Uh, odd and bizarre. Go get another thing. Go get something else. Yeah, you We're done play with, with that something else that doesn't make as much noise. Yeah. Um, but Maggie Smith is great in this. She is playing an actress nominated for an Academy Award. Like a and a and a, 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 a like a very highly respected British actress of the stage. Yeah. Who like deigned to do a movie? Yeah. Like, she's basically playing herself. She. Um, they shot all the Academy Award stuff before the Academy Awards in 1977. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, she's just great. And then it's Maggie Smith, who, you can't be mad I Maggie can't. Smith won an Oscar. Have I you think seen? she has two, but, like. She's the shit. What are you going to say? Yeah, she won for, like, Tea with Mussolini, probably, or something? No, I think she won for Prime and Miss Jean Brody, even oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, did you see, have you seen Tea, Tea with the Dames, sidebar? Uh, we watched about half of it, and okay. it's great. We just... Retired and went to bed yeah. and then never picked no, up No, it's again. not like, it's also, it's also yeah. not like, I'm not like, everybody rush out right now. All but my solidly, Joan Plowright heads out there. <laughs> Joan, Joan Plowright. Side note though, of the four, she's my favorite. Yeah. She's, and also seems, <laughs> she was the funniest too. She was like very over it. Yeah. And the photographer's taking pictures of her or whatever. And she's like, okay, I think we've got enough. And she's like, where, or, or, or he's taking a picture and she's like, what is this angle? What, what are you trying to get my nose or anyway, I love Maggie Smith and I think she should have won. So. Happy, happy with her winning. I also, the other thing I did for these and this will expand a little bit as we get later and the critics choice awards become a thing and SAG become a thing is I uh, went through some of the major awards that year just to see who won what mm -hmm. in this category. Mm -hmm. So Maggie Smith won the Oscar. Diane Cannon won the Golden Globe, but it should be pointed out Maggie Smith won Best Leading Actress in a Comedy at the Golden Globes. For oh, they ran her in a different category. Yeah. Um, Geraldine Page, who we'll actually talk about later, won the BAFTA Award for something. Ingrid Bergman won National Board of Review. But Meryl Streep, our girl, won the National Society of Film Critics what? Award. So she did pick up something for the deer hunter. Everything but, was really um, spread out. But I agree with the Maggie Smith win. Congratulations, Maggie Smith. You that keep, never happens. You keep now. your Oscar. You keep your. You get to keep your Oscar, <laughs> yeah. Maggie Smith. That, that never happens, by the way. That it's so like so many different people won. Yeah, you don't see it as spread out. Usually, it becomes like a. It's a two or sometimes three person right. race. It's yeah. never like. Anyway, um, and BAFTAs will be weird as we go through this because sometimes movies get released. Like different times. a year early or a year late there, so sometimes the winner was something different. Um, so that brings us to 1979, and that's when our girl wins her first award, and we talked about this uh, not too long ago, and that's for KVK. Kramer first Kramer. KVK. Uh, she's great in this movie, and she has that, that moment. at the end. Yeah. I mean, she has a, several moments. <clears throat> the courtroom scene and when she leaves is great. Yeah. But I think, again, that... What really seals the deal is at the end when she comes back for him and says, "I, you know, I realize he, I came to take my boy home, and I realize he is home." This is a great movie. We and we really liked this movie. Yeah, and and the people, great the people she beats, Jane Alexander, also in Kramer versus Kramer, who's great, but it's not as big of a role. Yep. I mean, Meryl Streep is the Kramer. Mm -hmm. um, Barbara Barry in Breaking Away, which I love. The she did have my favorite line in that in that movie when she's like, "Oh, please don't go." Getting becoming Catholic on us or something, and uh, and that's great. And I loved her, and I and I like that movie. Yeah, that makes one of us. So Meryl Streep is better. Yeah, for sure. Um, Muriel Muriel Hemingway in Manhattan, and she's Ugh, good no. in a very problematic movie now. Very. And then Candace Bergen in Starting Order, Starting Over, which was the one movie from in this little thing that I was going to watch and just didn't have time to. Um, so I'm not familiar with it, but it's a movie that stars Burt Reynolds. So Meryl Streep. Probably deserves for the to win. win. <laughs> um, so there you go, Meryl Streep's first Oscar. Yeah, we. If you want to hear us talk more about Kramer vs. Kramer, go back to our 1979 issue uh, episode with Todd Briscoe. We talked a lot about it. Ad movie. nauseum. We talked yeah. about it ad nauseum. Um, she also did that that year. She won the Golden Globe. She won the National Board of Review. She won the Films Critics Award. The only thing she lost was the BAFTA to Rachel Roberts, and I can't remember for what movie that was for, but. Uh, she basically swept swept the year. Cool. So congratulations, Meryl. 
You have an you're Oscar. You're one for one <laughs> in Oscars you won, and one for two in Oscar nominations. So for those of you keeping track at home, Meryl still got one Oscar. Wow. We're going to do this every time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 1982. Nin- 1981. 1981. So 1981, she's nominated for... The French Lieutenant's Wife. The French Lieutenant's Wife. Look, I'm just going to say it. Double the Meryl... Double the Oscar. She should have had two Oscars for this. Oh, okay. Can we give her two? Um, I didn't love this movie. No. I didn't either. I thought it should have been better. What I didn't know is you know it's, it's based on a novel mm-hmm. that is just the... So the French lieutenant's wife is... French lieutenant's wife? Is that right? French yeah. lieutenant's No, woman. woman. French, French lieutenant's, lieutenant's woman. woman. Um, the way the movie is made is it's a movie within a movie. So Meryl Streep plays an actress playing a part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Harold Pinter wrote this movie, and it's based on a novel that's only the movie within the movie. So his whole framing device of it, of the actor and actress playing the role and also having an affair, that's all stuff that he created, mm. but it's based on the novel. Um, I think the actor-actress stuff is much more interesting than the, the movie novel, the movie. the movie. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. Here's my thing. This is an interesting. This is this is the first example of I think it's the opposite of the deer hunter, where like mm-hmm. I think she's really good as both parts, and she and again, if we're talking about like degree of difficulty, she's playing two different women in two different eras, and like killing it on both counts, even if the movie as a whole doesn't add up. Um, and also, I think again, very like. For real, like right. I really like this, like a lot, especially <laughs> a lot of the stuff when that like she and Jeremy Irons are like rehearsing together, right. and like oh god, this is bringing back like memories of I don't know being in love with various gay men mm-hmm. throughout my time at NYU <laughs> rehearsing, running through lines in the Reuben dining hall. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Reuben. Um, but um, no, I wasn't at. I don't even think I was at Tish when I was at Reuben. Where was I? Coral Towers. Okay, in the Coral Towers. Coral Towers. Uh, yeah. So, um, what was my? What was I saying? I've lost my train of thought. Oh, what's interesting about it is that she lost to Catherine Hepburn. Yes, and on Golden Pond. Mm. Hey, old poop, Harold. Where is it? No, Norman. 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 Poop. Now we'll get to another one later, but this is uh, twice in this period of time. She. Probably loses Oscars for the same reason she probably won Wins an Oscar Oscars. for the Iron Lady. Yes. In that she loses them to uh, older actresses, respected actresses, yep. that are maybe being nominated for the final time. Yep. And people want to make sure they take something home. Yep. And I'm not going to quibble with it. Right. Because I adore Katherine Hepburn and she's my favorite actress of that era. Yeah. And I don't think she's... I, I mean, I think she's probably my favorite part of On Golden Pond. Yes. I think maybe Meryl is better. I think Meryl definitely, uh, it's uh, more degree of difficulty, as yeah. you said. Um, but there is something nice about just sort of like a charming performances, mm-hmm. performance winning and not a more overwrought performance that you kind of expect from the Academy Awards yep. winning. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I don't have as much problem with it as I might in other years because I think... The movie's not great. The movie's not great. I agree with that. If it was a better movie and she'd lost, I would have been like, oh, well, that sucks, but she had won two years before yeah. for Best Sporting. On Golden Pond is a better movie, not by... Not by much. A lot. Yeah. I, I almost call this one like a draw. Right. I'm like two great titans of the... Uh, titans of mm-hmm. industry... And, like, it almost doesn't matter because, I mean, Katherine Hepburn has how many Oscars? A few, right? That was her fourth. Fourth. I believe. Um, so, other nominees that year, Susan Sarandon for Atlantic City. Oh, my God. So, nominated for Rubbing, for rubbing Lemon, Lemon All Over, all over Her Body. Oh, my God. Um, Remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> that movie was so fucked. What the fuck We've are we We've already doing? gotten excoriated for this in our iTunes comments. Someone got very mad about how we felt about Atlantic City. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, then fuck that person. <laughs> I would advise them to go back and rewatch that shit. Um, Marsha Mason, our girl Marsha Mason from The Goodbye Girl and Only When I Laugh, which 
It's definitely a Neil Simon movie. Mm. And then Diane Keaton and Reds were the other nominees that year. Wow, those are all like pretty, those are all big. I mean, not Marsha Mason. Yeah, R. although R. Like R. Marcia said, Mason. She, Is she yeah, dead? No. Oh. But like we said, she was nominated four times, like That's a 10-year period. So she was sort of a heavy hitter at this time as well. Um, I'm fine with it going to Katherine Hepburn as a career award. Yeah. Maybe less fine because she had a bunch already. It's not like... Yeah, but you know what? Fucking load her up, man. My, she was yar. <laughs> I don't know. That's from Philadelphia Story. They should have just given her a loon to loon. take home with her. Loon. They really do sound like that. They're welcoming us home. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Fonda, though. You know who should have gotten the fucking Oscar? Jane Fonda's bod. Because good Definitely not her acting Lord. in that movie, but sure. No. Give it to her bod. Give it to that bod, though. Yeah. That bod don't quit. Still doesn't. No, she is... She's fit. Foin. Yeah. She's like 82. Something like that. Wow. Okay. You know what they say, Jane don't crack. <laughs> um, the other uh, major awards that year... Uh, Did Diane Keaton run it, win, win anything? Meryl Streep actually won both the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. Oh. Um, so could have been considered partially a favorite. The other awards went to Glenda Jackson and Marilla Pera. Mm. Um, so no Diane Keaton. Are you following yeah. Diane Keaton on Instagram? I'm not. She's... I don't really follow celebrities okay. on Instagram. If you're gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and suggest Diane Keaton to you. Yeah. She writes in all caps. Uh, I did see she wore color the other day. Yeah, and that was like a big deal for her. It's all yeah. black and white. Yeah. She never shows her face. I'm going to go see Palms by myself this weekend, I think. I think the if you haven't already seen it this weekend, maybe too late to go see Ooh, Palms. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, well, she's I'll dying, catch it on She's a, dying in that movie. I know. I saw. We're all dying. Yeah. I'll catch it on a plane flight. Yeah, that's... I watch Book Club on a plane. That's where you watch late period Diane Keaton movies <laughs> on a plane. Um, anything else to say? About... I bought, I'll, I have one other thing to say. Yeah. I bought a pair of white chinos, like slacks with pleats. Uh-huh. Because I watched Something's Gotta Give a little drunk the other night by myself. And I was like. Have they arrived? <laughs> uh, they did yesterday. And they were a mistake. <laughs> Are they going back? I think they're going back. <laughs> I just wanted to be like that woman that just like wears slacks and yeah. like and like a, a Chico's turtleneck and is just like, you know, but like 30 years younger and is like. I was going to say your college age children run around <laughs> to um, have you pay for their meal at Marmalade. Oh, God. Marmalade. Wow. Um, that's I feel like I feel like there's a lot of canon we've in this podcast yeah and marmalade is canon yeah that's that's uh oscar should have gone to Mm -hmm. that's going to be on our our fourth (laughs) t-shirt is this the worst episode that we've ever done probably (laughs) no maybe Uh, it might be yeah that's fine you got no one's listening anyway (laughs) here we are guys welcome back we're chat we're talking about meryl talk about meryl we'll cut this all out we'll cut Um, this all out so, I'm going to cut, cut out the bit about my pants. Do you have anything else about 81? Uh, no, I do not I feel not like we're moving so. through these pretty quick, but I don't have a lot to say about a lot of them. No, I, I'm gonna, I have stuff to say about 82, though. So we're fine with Catherine Hepburn still having that award, so we still have Meryl with one award through three mm-hmm. noms. So that brings us to 1982, which was Meryl's other win in this little era for Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice. Um, wow. Uh, okay, so I know we said we were only going to talk about the people, or the, I forget what, how Well, we, for this one, I think we can talk about the other nominees, because okay. she, because she won, um, I don't think it's so much comparing her against who won as against okay. who she beat. So I mostly want to talk about Julie Andrews. You sure? Who I think is, I think, the thing about Julie Andrews is I think that some people see her as very... 
she's so Disney. Uh-huh. Like I think that that's that is I think that is both helped and also hindered her career. Yes, because when she does stuff that's a little bit more um, subversive or different or whatever, right. people have a hard time with it because she's Mary Poppins and she's right. like all you know. She's a, a Sound of Music and she's yeah. all these things that are like brightness and light and virtue and whatever. I think she is so incredible in Victor Victoria mm-hmm. and I had not watched this movie before and it's fine but she is awesome. I mean the first thing I wrote down when I cuz I had never seen it before either was man is Julie Andrews a star. She is a star. <laughs> yeah. She is a fu- and she plays she plays stuff like and again we we talk about like it's hard doing uh and Meryl Streep does this too. It's I th- I think and I think a lot of times like you're either a a, a really talented dramatic actress or comedic. Mm-hmm. The way she combines the two, yeah, and just with very especially with her comedy, it's all very small and just one liners and like one little look and whatever. It's so funny. Yeah, she's so charming and yeah. so winning and so and you believe her and she, and on top of all of that, she fucking sings. Mm-hmm. I love Julie Andrews, yeah. and I don't know what she has an Oscar for. I assume something. Um, did she win for Sound of Music? I oh, she won for Mary Poppins. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. I would give this to her. I really love Meryl Streep. Here's my difficulty. Oh, I don't know that I... Well, I'm, I'm willing to hear... I guess here's my th- whole thing. I'm willing to hear arguments. I think Sophie's Choice is a fine movie. I think it is... It is the equivalent, I think I've said this in past Oscars, but it's the equivalent of the finale of Six Feet Under, where it's like everybody remembers it being so amazing, but it's really just those last, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's really, uh, I talked about this, we talked about this a little bit when we uh, did the episode on 1982, because Sophie's Choice was not nominated, but it was kind of just outside the picture, mm-hmm. so um, I think a couple of us had revisited it going into it. And yeah, she's amazing in it, but the most interesting stuff in that movie is the flashback stuff with her. Yes. Um, which is not the bulk of the movie. It's also weirdly, I don't think this is category fraud for her, but the movie is not, not about her, no. Sophie's Choice. It's about Peter McNichol. Yeah. Um, which is interesting in this year, actually, because you bring up Julie Andrews and Victor Victoria is very much about her. Yes. Um, I mean, Robert Preston is very much a co-lead, but they're co-leads. The other nominees in uh, 1982, Julie Andrews for Victor Victoria, Jessica Lange and Francis, and that's very much a lead role as well. But the other two are Sissy Spacek and Missing, and Deborah Winger and The Officer and a Gentleman, and those are both basically supporting they're roles. They're absolutely supporting roles. They're it's absolutely Jack Lemmon's movie roles. and it's Richard, and it's Richard Gere's, Gere's movie. movie. And neither of those are lead roles that I can even fathom. No. And both of them, Sissy Spacek is pretty good in Missing. Deborah Winger is extremely charming in Officer and Gentleman. So charming. It's not a... But it's very much like a wife-girlfriend role. Yeah, yeah. Even if it had been beefed up a little bit, and I like Deborah Winger. Yeah. It's not a... It's not even an Oscar. It's not an... I mean, that movie I have an issue with because as much as I like that movie, it's also not an Oscar movie. It's so interesting to me. Like, that nowadays I'd be like, what? This... Like... Yeah. Okay. She got nominated? Yeah. Lou Gossett Jr. won Lou Gossett Jr. won? That's great. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm not that... I'm not going to... You're not going to hear any argument from that for me. So the only... So it really comes down to, for me, her and, uh, and Julie Andrews. Yeah. And I think Julie Andrews is a little bit doing everything Meryl Streep's doing, but backwards in, in heels? Sure. Yeah, and I mean... You know, I think in a way, and this has been said before, comedy's harder yeah. than drama. Um, good comedy. Meryl Streep is very good in Sophie's Choice. I don't want to take anything away no. from her performance. But I do think that there is something just in the subject matter that immediately people are going to flock to anyway. Yes. Particularly within the Academy. Um Obviously, taking nothing away from the events, but Holocaust movies have always done very well with the Academy. Yes, um, and that's the basic of her actual choice, which is doesn't really probably need to be the name of the movie. No, or the it's novel, because again, it's, it's so not about that. No. When I saw the movie for the first time years ago, I was shocked how little it was about. 
that whole background because yeah. that's all I knew about it. Yeah. Um, that's another. We talked about terrible double dates. Oof, going out with Sophie and Kevin Klein. <laughs> that's right up there with Rocky and Adrian. <laughs> Probably worse because yeah. of the volatility. Mm-hmm. Back to Krakow. Is that what he says? Yeah, that's Jesus, what a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I'm not mad that she won. I will no. not, like, it's not undeserved at all. But I'm also just, I think that, in our lifetimes, I stan Julie Andrews, and I feel like she has not. We stand across dressing queen. We do. We stand across dressing queen. A woman dressing as a man mm-hmm. pretending to, to be, be a, woman. a woman. And for the record, because I went off on this on one of our other podcasts, I also do not think any person in their right mind would ever believe that Julie Andrews was a man. No. <laughs> no. But she's this, so beautiful as a But at least this is a musical comedy, unlike Barbara Streisand yes. and Yentl. Yes. <laughs> so what do we say with this? I mean, I'm fine with giving it to Julie Andrews. I do want to talk really briefly, because I watched I'd never seen an officer and gentleman before. I'd never seen Francis before, so I watched both of those also. Um, like I said, Officer and Gentleman. You've never seen an Officer and a Gentleman before? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a movie that, like, when you are a teenage girl in the 90s, they uh, push you to, like, it's, like, one of those, like, oh, it's, like, a, like a Dirty Dancing type movie sure. where, like, it would be on TV. And yeah. You'd be like, oh, we're also, like, a lot of darkness in it. No, like, that's what I'm saying. also has that you're like, wait, this is all about abortion? Yeah, it is very, <laughs> like, it's the, the same thing. The guy hangs himself naked yeah, in the shower? what? Because she lied about her pregnancy? This is dark as fuck. Yeah. And then, but then for me, especially the end of that movie, we feel like we've already talked about this, but the end of that movie, the whole thing is like, she, like she wants to trick him into like the whole, it's, is it, they, he, she just wants to get out of this town and then he comes and gets her and she's like, and the, the other girl that lied about the pregnancy is like, you go, you you go, girl. Not so much because that they found love, but because like she doesn't have to work in the factory anymore. Yeah, it is a congratulations. You married an officer. This other girl, that's what she was going for. She was willing to do anything for it. Yeah, and you know what happened? The officer hung himself. Hung, hung himself. Hunged. <laughs> it is a very dark movie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, similarly, we talk, we, uh, and we'll get into it because we're going to talk about it next. Um, anyway, but. I didn't look up who won Best Supporting Actress that year, but maybe Deborah Winger could have actually won in that category because mm. I think she does have this like really charming naturalism. Yeah. Um, but it's not a leading role at all. No. Um, Francis. Jessica Lange plays Francis Farmer, who was like this contract player, Holly, Hollywood starlet. Oh yeah. Who then I know basically had a difficult attitude that led her being sent to a mental institution and. Uh, things didn't go super well for Francis Farmer. I'll tell you the thing I appreciate most about this movie, which I don't think is a great movie, although it is a good performance. It actually made me more okay with Jessica Lange winning the supporting actress for Tootsie, Tootsie that year, only because the roles could not be more drastically different and they're in the same year. Okay. It made me, uh, not that I thought Jessica Lange was not an amazing actress. So she was nominated for supporting and yes. lead? and she oh, won okay. for supporting. But it made me be like, oh, maybe she won for supporting because Meryl kind of swept through and was going to win for lead. And her performance in Francis is very good, and they still wanted to give her something. Okay. Um, I still think Glenn Close should have won for Garp. I think that's a much better performance. Mm -hmm. But it made me sort of understand it a little bit more because I think when we talked about it, we were like, how did she win for this? Yeah. Um, So... uh, other winners that year at the Golden Globes, Meryl Streep won for drama, Julie Andrews won for comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, I didn't write down comedy because a lot of times it didn't come into play at all. Usually it was like the five drama people were nominated yeah. for best actress. Um, Catherine Hepburn won the BAFTA, but it was for On Golden Pond, so it was the year later. Um, and then Meryl Streep won the other two awards as well. So she was kind of predestined coming in. I will say, like. just to play devil's advocate, one thing about Meryl's performance that and this is true for all of her performances, her accent work is always, like, so money. Yeah. And I think it's very telling that she won an Oscar for, like, for playing a British, like, you know. Yeah. A, 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 a famous British figure, and nobody freaked out about it. Right. Because, like, her her accent work is really good. Yeah. Well, we, 
just in these nominations, we go American, 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 plain British. Yeah. And then Polish. Polish. Dutch. Dutch, for sure. And then, well, we'll get into Iron Wing. <laughs> <laughs> drunk. That's the answer to that is drunk. Um, I'm calling you. No. Uh, 1983? 1983. So, uh, Meryl is nominated for Silkwood, so that's another American accent. Um, she's nominated along with uh, Jane Alexander for Testament. Julie Walters for Educating Rita, Deborah Winger for Terms of Endearment, and the winner is Shirley MacLaine for Terms of Endearment. So we watched, or, or you watched Silkwood for... When we did When we did 80, 83, and, yeah. I, and I, I watched half of Silkwood yeah. um, for this, and I think it's good. She does, an, again, a fucking amazing yeah. Meryl Streep performance. Uh, I wrote good, but just wrote uh, right. Shirley MacLaine for the win. Yeah. For there's now, not a, there's not a, yeah, Shirley MacLaine, there's not a chance you're competing against her. Honestly, the only one in that category I think that gives her even the slightest run is Deborah, Deborah Winger, Winger. Agreed. Who, when we talked about it, I wish they'd run her as best supporting so she could have won an Oscar also. Yeah. Uh, Shirley MacLaine deserved her Oscar for this. Times a thousand. Yeah. Yes. Amazing performance. An all-time performance. All-time. Um, so all-time. So good, good movie. Um, like I said at the time, it was interesting watching Norma Ray afterwards because I think aside from the fact that Silkwood is fully just based on fact, um, they're sort of similar movies. They, they the totally same, are. Same beats, except Norma Ray doesn't get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I say something? Yeah. Meryl Streep is better than, I mean. Yeah. But so I, I mean, feel look, so plucky. She's so plucky and I love her and it's yeah. delightful, but it is funny watching, like, watching those two movies within a close you know, yeah. period of time together because they are very similar and you're yeah. like, oh, she just can act circles And around. she doesn't, like, Sally Field doesn't really get to have, like, a lesbian best friend and share. <laughs> so. I want, God, if my lesbian best friend would share. Yeah. If Cher was a lesbian. Yeah. Shirley McLean. Nothing to talk about in 1983. Guys, don't, don't tweet at us. No. This is not up for debate. No. Shirley McLean. FT dubs. So we, if if you're counting along at home, Megan and I maybe have taken an Oscar away from Meryl at this that point. That is, but we're gonna give but them back. But you know back. what? She's gonna get one back. We're gonna give and them. And she's back. probably gonna get one back right now. Right now. In 1984, she doesn't get nominated for anything. No. And then we go to 1984. Although, can I just say for 1984, I watched um, the trailer for. Falling in Love, which uh-huh. is the <laughs> romantic comedy with her, and I think it's a romantic comedy with her and um, Robert De Niro. I would I would like really encourage anybody listening to just stop, just pause and go watch that trailer <laughs> because it is wildly <laughs> dated. Um, what are the other? Um, you had that email I sent you. What were the other movies that? Uh, oh, well, the only two that in I in the period of time that I, truly the only two that I wanted to talk about was Falling in Love because it was. The King Crazy, like the trailer was just like, yeah. it's very 80s. And then Heartburn is the other And Heartburn yeah. is the other movie I want to talk about. Okay. Um, so 85, the nominees were um, uh, Jessica Lange for Sweet Dreams. We're seeing a lot of right, normal people. Anne Bancroft for Agnes of God. Whoopi Goldberg for The Color Purple. Meryl Streep for Out of Africa. Oh! Baby. And the winner was Geraldine Page for The Trip to Bountiful. Geraldine Page, and I mean this in with the utmost respect, can suck a bag of dicks. Wrong, 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 wrong. My God, you are brave. You know what you are brave for doing? You are brave for giving the Oscar to Geraldine Page and not Meryl Streep. Fuck you, Meryl Streep, for the win. Four out of Africa, always. She's amazing. Let's talk about the trip to Bountiful. So you watched a little bit of this, yeah? You watched. The yes, clips. I watched clips um, on the YouTube, which that entire movie is on YouTube. Yeah. God. The trip to Bountiful is uh, written by based on. Is a it Hort- a play? It's based on a Horton Foot play. Okay. Horton of course, it's Foot, a play. For those of you unaware, uh, wrote the screenplay for To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Aside from that. I would describe his work as gentle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, he <laughs> writes plays that like mostly... sitting on a on a porch swing on a spring day with a mint tea. <laughs> exactly. They mostly take place in Harrison or Houston, Texas, where Even I'm from. Even the way you're saying this, makes but you they all take place sleep. like in you know like the 30s to like early 60s period for the most part, um, and they're very much people sitting around. And something happens that is way too big a deal. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to go back to her hometown of Bountiful. Yes. And her son doesn't want her to. Yeah, Bountiful basically does not exist anymore. No. Um, It's a farm town. It's almost gone. Miss Callie's the only one still there. And guess what? She just died. She just... (laughs) She did. Um, So... Geraldine Page plays a woman who lives with her son and difficult daughter-in-law. They do not see eye to eye. Although I would say she is also difficult herself. Yeah. Listen, I, as somebody who has a daughter-in-law with a difficult relationship. Yeah. One interesting thing about it is in this movie, Geraldine Page was like 60 when she made this movie. And she actually did die. Wow, she was 60? She only died a few years later. 60 looks a lot different now. Yeah. I would encourage you. Okay, so, so Geraldine Page is 60. In Trip to Bountiful. Yeah. And Jane Fonda's 80-something in... In now. In now? In present day? Yeah. Wow. But the interesting thing is they have aged that role up This is why I get done, Botox. They've done revivals of the play. When I, we were still living in New York, they did it off-Broadway with Lois Smith, who I think was in her late 70s at the time she did it. Mm-hmm. And then they most recently did it on Broadway with Cecily Tyson. And Cecily Tyson's like 116 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and then they remade it as a TV movie. Why with are they making it? It's so, it's, there's, there's nothing there. Why are we making this again? Guys, are there sh- no other stories to tell? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, Geraldine Page very much was, you know, apparently when she won and a lot of people, when I was reading about it, it said that Meryl Streep was the favorite, but I should point out that Whoopi won both the Golden Globe and, um, I think the National Board of Review. Yeah. So Merrill had not won any of the major bellwethers leading up to this. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I was surprised that they said she was the favorite going to the Oscars when she hadn't won yet. Well, let's just say, okay, no Geraldine Page. I'm, I know she's right. like, again, this is very... And listen, again, no disrespect. Catherine Hepburn, you are not Geraldine Page. Well, but here's the thing. Geraldine Page was primarily a stage actress and was considered... Like one of the greats. Great, cool, awesome. Meryl Streep. Has she won Tonys? Give her the Tonys. When she won the Oscar, apparently Meryl Streep led the standing ovation because she always had such respect for Geraldine Page's work. So I'm just saying, this was very much the Maggie Smith in California suite, venerable stage actress. Right. Winning an Oscar for. She hadn't really done a lot of. She'd done Tennessee Williams like adaptations in the '50s on screen. Sure. Okay. So um, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is performance-wise, no, she should not have won. No, she should not have. And, and I also say I. And me, I'm Meryl Streep should have beat Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, also. I we're going to discuss that in a moment. But I would also like to say, this whole stage actress winning, like getting their Oscar, yeah. I don't buy right. because you're a fucking stage actress. Right. I don't think Catherine Hepburn won for On Golden Pond. Because she's what a what an actress. I think she won on Golden Pond because she's a fucking movie star. Right. And those two things are very different. Like sometimes think, they overlap. Like Glenn Close and Meryl right. Streep both, I think, overlap. But like Tom Cruise, I don't want to see Tom Cruise in like burn this on Broadway, but he's a fucking movie star and, I, a, and I is do very think good at when that. When you look at who's voting, and a lot of the Academy is actors voting. Sure. That just because these people weren't in movies doesn't mean they hadn't seen them sure. on stage and like deeply respected sure. them. And, and that's I, why they may cast that vote. I understand why that would happen. Yeah. I'm just saying it shouldn't happen. And right. I, I, I think I, that's why I'm okay with Catherine Hepburn. Not okay with Geraldine Page. My God, you're brave. My God, you are brave. Whoopi Goldberg is, we love her in Ghost. Yeah. She's very She got fun. her Oscar. She got, She's better in Ghost. And she is in color purple. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Meryl. Meryl. I mean, I know you don't love that movie as much as I do, which is All of the Loves. I give all Literally, the love to that no movie. no one other than your mother and yourself <laughs> love that movie as what much as What did my mom you say to you when we were talking about Out of Africa on Sunday before, Golden, before Game, Game of Thrones? She said it was the best soundtrack, and I corrected her and said, you mean best score. <laughs> well, that's right. She, she doesn't know the difference between yeah. those things. 
She loves that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, she's the fucking best and in that movie. What's your favorite part of that movie? Out of, out of Africa? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Um, I also like when she's, I mean, I like Michael Jerry Braid, but I also like when she's telling Probably when the, she gets syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I like when she's telling the story for the first time and they're like, tell us a story. And she tells the whole story. Also, her narration. I think it's hard to do, like, narration. Yeah. I love her. It's everything. Remember when she gets the whip and is, like, whipping the lion back? Right. I love that. She's good in that movie. She just, she should have won. Look, look, I'm not going to fight you on this. Okay. She should have won. The other winners, Maggie Smith won a BAFTA for something, and Vanessa Redgrave was uh, one of the film critics for something. Don't care. Maggie Smith, Vanessa Redgrave. Who are you going to... And Whoopi, they they all won things. Fine. They all got things that year. All Meryl. But yes, Meryl should now have two Oscars. So we're in 1985. We're six nominations into her career, and she has the same number of Oscars that she should have. Right. Just for different because we took one out and we but gave we her put one, one back, back in. Yeah. Uh, so 1986 that, FYI is yeah. heartburn. Yeah. Um. So I've seen like bits and pieces of heartburn, and mm-hmm. I went back and watched more bits and pieces. Um. It's her and Jack Nicholson, who I have been corrected. Who's, so it's based on, so it's Nora, we talk, you, you corrected me. It's yes. Nora Ephron. Right. Nora Ephron wrote it, and it's based on her relationship, her marriage to Carl Bernstein. Carl Bernstein. And it's a really f- interesting movie, and mm-hmm. in a, in a, like a, in kind of dark, like a dark comedy in yeah. a way that I, I don't think that they made them in that, like, era right. kind of like especially not about marriage it was either like a comedy or a drama right and um i think it's a really great performance again i think it's it it maybe is a little overshadowed by jack nick well i don't know it kind of depends they each have their own like separate scenes but yeah. i love her in this movie who else was nominated in 86 she wasn't nominated i know she wasn't nominated Sorry. um so i'll have to look it up um, I'm just saying, could we give her an Oscar for Heartburn? Maybe. Maybe we could. <laughs> could she win for Heartburn? Um, 1986 Oscars, that's when Platoon won Best Picture. That I definitely remember. Oh, Marley Matlin won for Children of a Lesser Girl. Oh, right, right, right. Which is a good performance, and she's imminently winning in that part, so I don't have a problem with that. The other nominees... Were Jane Fonda in The Morning After, Sissy Spacek in Crimes of the Heart, no. Kathleen Turner and Peggy Sue Got Married. No. And Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. Oh, Sigourney Weaver is great. So I have not seen Heartburn, so I can't super judge against Meryl's performance, but I'm fine with Marley Matlin, and I feel like maybe I would go with Sigourney Weaver also over a I think I want okay, Meryl okay. Role. I want to I will be fine with this. I will concede this point, but I will will say I would like you to watch at least the first half of Heartburn. Okay. It's a yeah, pretty, enjo- it it's a pretty enjoyable... It between now and um, the next time we do a Meryl, so we can talk a little bit about okay. it. Okay. It's a pretty enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to 1987, Oof. which we've talked about a bunch, the actress picture this year. Um, it's Sally Kirkland for a movie called Anna. Um, it's Glenn Close for Fatal Attraction. It's Holly Hunter. Who we decided should win. Oh, yeah. no, no. I, I decided. You yeah. decided that. I want Holly Hunter. You say Holly Hunter for broadcast. broadcast. You share one for Moonstruck. And then there's Meryl Streep in Ironweed. Ooh. <laughs> I Iron te- Weed. What did I text you last night? <laughs> Do I really need to finish Ironweed? And I believe my response was, for comedic effect, I would like to say yes. <laughs> this movie Also, is... again, her and Jack Nicholson. Yep. They are both going for it. Wow. Just at an 11. Yes. Turn it up a notch. Um, Jack Nicholson has a monologue at the beginning of this movie. Oh, my at God. The at the gravesite. Of his son that he's <laughs> dropped on his head and killed. That Years and years and years ago. I honestly thought as he was delivering it, I was like, oh, this movie's a dark comedy. <laughs> it is. It's not though. I. It's not. It's just a. It is a real. They are. It is. It is real. She, and this is Jack Nicholson are both Pulitzer home- Prize winning wow. novel. They're homeless. Mm-hmm. Depression era alcoholics. Yeah. 
he definitely is. She seems to go kind of back and forth. Um, she definitely has... She has a scene in this movie where she's singing... Oh, the sing. The at a bar sing. that goes into a brief fantasy seg- sequence mm-hmm. where the whole bar is it's... fawning over her amazing performance. And oh, then it was cuts, it good? And she's like, was it good? And then it cuts back to her voice cracking as she finishes the song with her teeth falling out of her head. <laughs> she's doing an accent in this movie... It's it's not it just is she's doing what's a dialect. called uh, what's called drunk. Yeah, I would say it, uh, I would describe it as first choice. <laughs> I think it's I I don't want to say bad. No, because she's just making it's you know what it, it's like Michelle again. Let's go back to Michelle Williams. Somebody posted the I'm not gonna say but there's a she gets news in one thing in mm-hmm. in like this week's episode and. Um, Michelle Williams, a.k.a. Gwen Burden. And she goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's her response. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's, yeah. like, so correct for the character. And it's, like, insane. But it's so correct for the character that you're, like, wow, choices. Like, yeah. we all are making choices Tati. here. Choices. Choices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> reference Drag Race. This choice... Nobody can't say it wasn't a choice because it's a choice. The only thing it I is can just, s- I think, maybe the one of the only times that she's maybe made the incorrect choice. Yeah, um, the only thing I can assume with this movie is that I'm gonna look. There up was his no director. Name. No, they literally just set up the camera and they were like, "Guys, just like play." The the famous director Hector Babenko <laughs> uh, found out. Oh, he did Kiss of the Spider Woman. He had just done Kiss of the Spider Woman, Oof. and then Ironweed was his next movie. Another so he winner. had an uh, Oscar-winning uh, movie um, for Best Actor, nominated for Best Picture before. Remember what's his face in that? Meryl That's Streep like a and, similar type of performance. Very large. He doesn't really rein people in, no. does he? I mean, William, and again, I think William Hurt showed up to set and was like, "Here's what I'm doing," and he was like. Like, yeah, silent. Let's go. Let's go. Here's what I'm doing, guys. Cool. Great. Would you be, um, these are his other movies after Ironweed. At Play in the Fields of the Lord, that was four years later. Then no movies for seven years. (laughs) He made a movie called Foolish Heart. Then uh, five years later, Karandiru. Uh, Anyway... Can Most of these about... movies that Hector Babanco, who was an Argentinian director, who's no longer with us, rest in peace, Hector. Mm, um, I feel like maybe he was overwhelmed by the stars that were in his film. Maybe that was correct. Can I ask? Yes. Why was she nominated? Can I ask why was she nominated for lead actress? Yeah, she's this, not again, in it. This, again, is very much just a supporting performance. Yeah. Um, it's very much Jack Nicholson's story. She basically disappears about two thirds into the movie, and, and she I doesn't show up again. until yeah. a good it's yeah. forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour in. Yeah, it's um, like it's also over two, well over two hours. Yeah, the movie's like two twenty. Uh, I don't recommend Ironweed unless no. you're a Meryl Streep award mega. completist. Yeah, award completist. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a mega fan, and I would say. You can skip it. Yes, yeah. uh, a lot of instead th- just go watch, <laughs> go watch her one scene in Mary Poppins Returns. Like and pretend instead times. of say, pretend instead of using a Russian accent, she's using like a drunk upstate New York accent, yeah. and then you basically you got it. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, the, the singing and yeah, the, there's the singing. Ironweed. Ironweed. Had never seen it. No, never it even heard of it. It is on Amazon Prime, so you, if yeah. you're a Prime member, I think it's on Hulu also. You, you, can, can, wa- yeah, you can watch it for reach free. Reach out and get those. Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough... I'm not going to give her the Oscar for that. But she does get a sticker on her report card, A for effort. Yeah. Um, Maybe too much Cher, effort. Cher, of course, won the Oscar. Cher, definitely a better performance. And as we've said before, Meg and I both think... Holly Hunter and Glenn Close probably should have won the award instead of Cher. But I do love Cher. Yeah. Great, great actress here, but not for Meryl. Wow, that's so who was the fifth person, sorry, nominated? Sally Kirkland, 
or Anna Kirkland for Sally. Sorry, I've been saying Sorry, Sally, Sally Kirkland, Kirkland for Anna. Anna Kirkland for Sally. Did you see, I went and saw a movie and I saw a movie, Sorry, I saw a preview for a movie called Anna. Oh, about the uh, the like the model. That girl is stunning. Who kills people? Yeah. What's she been in? That girl's hot. Um, I don't know, but hot uh, as heel. The movie is uh, oof, Sally Kirkland. Ooh, side ponytail is a tough. That's tough to pull off at any age, but yeah. at around seventy, that's particularly tough. Um, so that brings us to the end of our first part of Merrill. It's a little shorty episode, um, for you guys, uh, just reevaluating Merrill's career. I'm really actually, I'm excited to do part two because I haven't seen a lot of those movies. Um, what movies are they? Um, I don't have them right in front of me, but oh, it's, all right, um, never mind. oh wait, I can pull them up. Um, Megan, while I'm pulling this up, uh, do you have a favorite movie of this year? Yes. I finally saw a movie that I was not disappointed by this year, and I'm really excited about it. Is I, it? I finally saw a movie where I was like, yes, this is the movie that I want to watch right now, and I loved it. And even though it went on a little long, as all movies do, I yeah. was like, this is it. And that movie was? John Wick 3. hey John Wick 3, Parabellum. You know, my favorite thing about John Wick 3, Parabellum, and this is not going to be a spoiler, is we find out what Parabellum is. Me too! I literally <laughs> was just going to say, the light's dim, and I turn to Maddie and I go, what, what's Parabellum? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, oh, I guess this is just like one cool thing. Then Ian McShane says what Parabellum is. Yeah. And Ian McShane is great, and Angelica Houston's in this fucking movie. Yeah. The one person I did not care for was, um, I don't know their name. But they are from Billions, and they are... Oh, Asia Kate Dillon. Cool. I thought, I was like, you're already in an insane movie. You don't need to go, you don't need to push further. But uh, I, love, I love Keanu, always love Keanu. This movie's a fucking ride, and I thought it was, I thought it was good. The only thing is, like, also, like, the last fight is always, like, too drawn out because you're like right. we know what's happening they're also in this one and I love this movie also but there was maybe too much gunfight for me yeah because I thought the fights that weren't gun based were just better yeah and I was the like, knife fight at the beginning is the fucking the fight with Boban's amazing Ugh. the horse fight the horse fight when he hits the horse in the there's a fight there is a fight in this movie that, inc- that involves horses yeah the dogs the dogs I love, and listen, I was, I was going to say, the other reason why I love this movie is dogs play a large role in it, which yeah. automatically, I'm going to, I yeah. like this movie more. That's good. Mine's still Endgame, but John Wick's right up there. John Wick. Um, so the movies, when we get to part two, which we will uh, sooner than later, um, A Cry in the Dark, Postcards from the Edge, Bridges of Madison County, One True Thing, Music of the Heart. Adaptation and The Devil Wears Prada. Ooh. I've only seen those last two. I haven't seen any of those other five movies. Wait. I'm just curious. And um, I love Adaptation, and I'm very excited to revisit The Devil Wears Prada, which I probably have not watched in I think I've seen Music years. of the Heart, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to watch Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Is that maybe the best Meryl Streep performance of all time? Well, I guess we'll see when we get there. Um... Uh, next time, how we're many? Go, let me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's just do a bet. Yeah. So of those move of those things that you listed, how many? So how many did she win? Uh, none in that, in that stretch. None. How many do you think she should have won? Like do, without having seen anything yet. Because I'm gonna guess at least three. I'm gonna guess t- two. Okay. It could be more, but I f- I feel very strongly about two. Um. Next time we're going to go back and do 1975, uh, which is a great movie year. Maybe pound for pound for film aficionados, one of the best starting fives ever. Um, That is um, Barry Lyndon, Nashville, Jaws, Dog Day Afternoon, and the winner was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, and I hope you enjoyed this short, shorter episode. Um, we hit an hour. Yeah, we hit an hour. Anything yeah, else we give you, you an hour. Yeah. Get. One more you want. It's just the two of us. This was too long anyway. <laughs> People are bored by us I mean, already. We spent like 15 minutes talking to the dog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, I spend a lot of my day talking yeah, to the dog. Yeah, so that's just like a little peek into Megan's life. <laughs> we don't ever record at my house so you would hear me talking to the cats for like 15 minutes. So. <laughs> and me sneezing yeah. for the other 15. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, do you have anything you want to plug? Mm, I feel like I do, but I forget. Fosse Verdon? Watch Fosse, if we'll watch Chernobyl. Should I be watching Chernobyl? Oh, you should be watching Chernobyl. Okay, I do want to, I do love like disaster. Baby, baby, it is rough, rough stuff. That's what, I love, that's my whole thing. Maddie was like, oh, I don't want to watch it because um, it's so depressing. He's like, it seems more like a you show. I love shows where I literally just want to kill myself at the Oh, end. then you're going to love Chernobyl. Great. <laughs> Um, and it takes place in Russia, yeah. which is like, what could be worse than a terrible the thing Ukraine, but Okay, well, yeah. pretty bad, though. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Instagram at The Oscar Should Have Gone To, or Facebook. If you like the pod, you can rate and review us on iTunes so we get more listeners. And I think that's about it. Um, we will uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.